Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Konich Yeehaw podcast. I'm Natalie. And I'm Jared. And on today's episode, we wanted to talk about um, certain character archetypes that are seen in anime, and specifically we want to talk about Dere's. Right, right. Because, like, so there's, like, character traits, but this is something that's almost, like, iconic to anime. Yes. And, like... You can see them in a lot, these like specific tropes in mm-hmm. a lot of different shows. Yes. So, what a dare is, is typically it's seen as a female character, but it's, it's not a gender term, so you mm-hmm. can use it for male characters as well. But dare is short for dare dare, which is kind of like slang for love struck. So, it's a a character that is in some sort of like romantic setting mostly right like i said these things have become pretty flexible yeah. throughout the years so now they're just kind of like you can maybe be a dairy without being like yeah in a romance it's... but it's typically seen as how a character like shows it's how they show yeah. like their emotion towards their in- their love interest. Their love interest for yeah. the most part. It's also you can also see it with friendships as well. Mm-hmm. Some in some ways it's just like character, the characterization of it. Like certain mm-hmm. traits from a dare can be used like to define a character, but it's not necessarily a romantic way. But for how we want to explain it, this is like seen romantically yes so this is character a feels romantic feelings towards character b and how they react to that is what kind of dare they are yes so there are many different types of dare there are many but we wanted to go over the the big five yes that are most commonly seen and honestly whenever i was looking at the different lesser known dares a lot of them seem to be kind of subsections of these big five right right so you'll get the you guys will get the most information out of these top five anyway right so um the first one is the dare dare Mm -hmm. which is someone who is energetic kind caring really main character vibes yeah so dare dare literally translates to like lovey-dovey yeah and so, like, it's typically how the main character is going to be going to act in, like, a shoujo or, like, a mm-hmm. stereotypical shonen. Because they're, like, just, like, a good person. They're just, like, the, a good love interest. Yeah. Right? Like, no real conflict is happening right. with who they are. Or mm-hmm. A lot of times like in, like, romance shows, it's also going to be, like... One of the first... Okay, so in generic romance, boy main character with multiple female options Mm -hmm. as a romance, Mm -hmm. um, typically this is like the first character introduced. A lot of the times it's like the ones people ship immediately because it's just like a... It's an easy option. There's nothing (laughs) wrong with that. There's there's no conflict. No conflict. Mm Mm-hmm. A lot of the times it's like, or a lot of the times it's like, oh, it's the girl I grew up with growing up 
Mm-hmm. Or in like yes, the childhood best friend. The childhood friend, yeah. Yes, the, the childhood, childhood friend, friend is a big one, yeah. Yeah, but it's very generic. Yes. So we have some examples. Um, the first one that I wrote down was uh, Minari from Toradora, mm-hmm. which is the friend that Ryuji has a crush on, mm-hmm. who like plays softball, and it's just like overall very energetic and... Yeah. Overall, just a good person. Yeah. Um, she does have, like, some internal conflict over, like, some pretty mini-school uh, mini things. But mm-hmm. for the most part, she's just a good character. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> another thing with these characters is that they're usually very soft. Um, they're not harsh characters. Yes. Like, uh, also, they're pr- out of the list. This is probably going to be the most popular in... S- in a sense of the most used. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you'll probably see the most characters in general that have these this kind of archetype. Yes, and remember, like I said, um, about how some of these smaller archetypes just kind of fit right. under these big five. A lot of them seem to fit under Dara Dara. Yeah. So, uh, but moving on, you uh, wrote up Madoka. Yes, so Madoka is a good example of this. She is like the good nice character mm-hmm. um her relationship with homura is like a i need to like save you in some way but on the other end she also is like well she wants she wants to save everyone mm-hmm. she's like just generically um main character of a magical girl show Mm -hmm. she's like she wants to be the hero um kind of it madoka is good watch it (laughs) it it breaks some things down but she's just an overall very good-natured character she's very nice she wants to be nice to everyone um she's also very sweet and like a little naive Mm -hmm. which can be a part of deradere um if i remember correctly um yeah because they're just they're just so nice yeah right yeah they're innocent yeah Yeah. exactly they're sweet innocent nice Mm -hmm. um yeah yeah so then the next one that i wrote down was tamaki from oran high school host club right because these can be boys and girls They, they can be boys and girls so i mean tamaki once again is a is a main character yeah um he is you know I mean, everything. He's, he's yeah. the energetic, the kind, the caring. They literally characterize yeah. him as like a dog sometimes. Like yeah, a, like a yeah. puppy. Like yeah. A, yeah, he's like, um, he wants like the club to be a family. Like he yeah. just wants everything to be good, essentially. Um, which I just wanted to, I guess, point out whenever I, or a lot of these guys, you can kind of think of them as like himbos. Yeah. Whenever they're in the dairy dairy category. Um, because I went down a rabbit hole of a different dairy category called Baka Dere, which is just like when you're kind of dumb mm-hmm. <laughs> and a lot of them were just himbos. Yeah. So if you can think of an anime character, that's a himbo, probably a dairy dairy. Yeah. Also. Define what a himbo is. Himbo is, um, a guy, a male character who has, um, who is intellectually not very smart. Yeah. Um, but he is, I guess you could say emotionally smart. He mm-hmm. is 
he is kind. He is caring. Yeah. He usually has big muscles, but like yeah, like that's typically. But he doesn't have to. Right. But for the most part, it's like there's no. Um. He's not very book smart. Yeah. Essentially, he's dumb. He's dumb. Yeah. yeah. But once again, not emotionally dumb. Like he's usually pretty in tune with like he's sensitive. I yeah. guess is what you could say. Yeah. Um. So Tomaki kind of fixes that. Yeah. Um, Tomaki definitely does. He's also, like, naive. Yes. Um, and, like you said, just wants everyone to be a big, happy family. Yes, exactly. And the last one that we had written down was Aang from Avatar The Last Airbender. Right. Because, even though these are typically anime, um, like, tropes and character types, Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean that it's not in other forms of media as well. Right. I mean, these are just... Japanese words used to describe character types, but obviously these character types do exist. Right. Um, in every media. Yeah. I mean, everyone. Um, but we thought Aang was also a really good example because once again, I mean, he is literally a child. Yeah. Um, so he has that like kind of kind of naiveness. Oh, definitely. Um, but is still very kind, very caring. Um, wants to, wants to do the right thing right mm-hmm. i mean obviously the show like it kind of pushes him but like yeah he's a very happy person yes um wants everyone to be happy yes um yeah so that um is dairy dairy characters moving on though next we have the soon dairy character which i would say among like anime people who watch a lot of anime i would say soon dairies are really popular yes like, yes they're very popular characters i called you out once upon yes. a time and said that you love sundaries and you seem to have not realized that you yeah, like sundaries as much as you did until i told you i i'm a sucker for them yes and you know why it's because it is the it is like the lonely guy's dream <laughs> so sundari is typically a character who is cold on the outside, who is unwelcoming, mean even, mm-hmm. but is really sweet on the inside. It, it's using that like, maybe like that harsh teasing to hide their true feelings. Right? Yeah, we've talked about Sundaris before. Yes, um, it's the character that is. It's not like I was worried about you or anything. Yeah, <laughs> like, but obviously they were, right? Yeah. So, like you said, teasing is a big part of it. Right, yeah. Um, and it's like, okay, so Sundaries are so popular because it it's this idea that even though this person is mean to you, that they actually like you. they like you. Yes. And it's also one of those things that, like, was kind of taught growing up. Yes, like, everywhere. It was yeah, taught everywhere. Of that, like, the person, oh, they're teasing you because they, they like you. you. Yes. They have a crush on you. Yes. It's that exact same thing mm-hmm. and just put into a character. Now, one thing that I... The, one of the reasons why I like Sundari so much mm-hmm. is because it's not a instant gratification. It's a build-up yes. of, like, okay, well... You have to build a relationship. Maybe, maybe they first started as, like, they actually weren't didn't really like them. Mm-hmm. And then they grew into a relationship. Mm-hmm. And so that's one thing with Sundaris is that, like, it is... That one, that dairy out of all of them, w- as a character, will typically have the most character growth. Yes. Yes, they will. Um, another part of that also is... Um, 
sometimes they use this like coldness to hide that they are actually really sensitive mm-hmm. which i think is another like kind of aspect of the sundari it, it's not always there mm-hmm. but i'm thinking of characters like um like jabuko in uh do it yourself let's do it, the do it yourself anime that yeah. we watched recently where she is like a child um like a prodigy genius going to a school far away from her country and she's very lonely she's having all of these like really sad emotions but she's mm-hmm. masking it by being mean um which is like another like Sundari route, I guess, yeah. is to like, I don't know, like sad Sundari versus normal. I don't know. But <laughs> um, so we had, once again, examples. First one, Asuka. Okay. From Neon Genesis. Yes. So <laughs> Asuka is like, if you don't know, um, waifu like debate of who is best girl Mm -hmm. first started because of neon genesis evangelion Mm -hmm. and asuka being one of them asuka basically i don't know if created but at least popularized the sundere trait like when you think of sundere asuka is the poster child yes yes because she was very tomboyish Mm -hmm. she was very controlling yes her thing right like that's how she had like the whole teasing aspect is because she felt very in control or at least wanted to be in control mm-hmm. um yeah so she's like the poster child sundari yeah she it, it's very like it's very confusing for both her and shinji mm-hmm. because like it's a situation of like she doesn't even really understand her own feelings right yeah um Obviously, there's also, like, parent issues and, like, things like that that play into it. Mm -hmm. But, like, it it definitely is interesting to see from, like, a character study standpoint. Mm -hmm. To see, like, okay, this is where, like, Sundari's kind of started. And now this is where they've come. Mm -hmm. Like, because she's really mean. She's really mean. She's really mean to Shinji. Yeah. Yeah. She comes in a bully. Like. Yeah. And, like, she never really lightens up. <laughs> no. And so, but now Sundari's, it's, like, very light teasing. And if that at all sometimes. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's just, like, oh, um, I'm ignoring you. Mm-hmm. But, like, I have feelings for you. So it's it's interesting. It's interesting. Yeah. Now, someone who I think of whenever I think of Sundari off the top of my head is Taiga from Toradora. Which I feel like if Asuka was, like, kind of the original, I feel like Taiga is kind of what it all kind of emulsified into. Yeah. Especially since the whole point of Toradora is for this to be, like, a a Sundari, um, like, for her to be the love interest. Yeah. You know. Um, Taiga is... I mean, is small but fierce, right? Mm-hmm. Um, she does do things for her friends and even like others. Like we talked about the Christmas episode, right? So how she was really excited to give presents to an orphanage. Like she is very sweet underneath the harsh exterior, mm-hmm. but she also is like um, calling her friends a dumb chihuahua and like yeah Yeah. you know like the teasing is definitely still there Mm -hmm. and definitely in the first couple of episodes she's a very um strong 
character. Yeah. And everybody's scared of her. She's a tiger, right? Right. So, <laughs> that's who I think of off the top of my head whenever I think of Sundari. Yeah, definitely. I mean, probably the same. I love that show. Yeah, it's, it's a great show. It's a great show. <laughs> um, and then you wrote down this one. Kag- okay, so Kaguya. Kaguya. So, yeah. um, Love is War is a show that's come out within the past couple of years. And it's a really interesting concept because you don't see it very often. Mm-hmm. And it's that literally like every character, almost every character in the show is a Sundere. Like, so there's a... The whole premise of the show mm-hmm. is that there are these two like elite high school students mm-hmm. that they are the like the president and the vice president of the uh, student council, and they're both sundares for each other, <laughs> and so the whole nice. premise of the show mm-hmm. is for the to make the other one be the first to confess, right? Because they have this like superiority complex yeah like they don't want to yeah be the one to, they don't want to be the ones to reveal to confess. their feelings yeah, yeah exactly and so it's like two seasons of this <laughs> i mean i don't know how far the manga is mm-hmm. um they're like at the very end of the second season i'm pretty sure he, he confesses because he's like moving to america or something like that mm-hmm. and um and so it's a really like fun it's a really funny show because they're like, I mean, so they're like these elite students, but they're also like pretty lame. <laughs> so like, like, um, like nerds, like yeah, like they're losers? like they're like really <laughs> well, not exactly okay. because like they're they're respected by everyone. Okay, like everyone yeah. respects them and sees them as like this high, like almost higher power. But um, the thing is that like. They're kids that spent their entire childhood, like, being groomed to perfection. Mm-hmm. So they, they're, like, have no experience with romance at all. And, like, like for example, I think, so the, the girl especially, um, she's, like, incredibly innocent and is, like, oh, we touched hands I guess we have to get married, Mm -hmm. like things like that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so it's really funny because like they're this, these big stoic characters or like almost regal characters, um, outwards, but inside they're just, they're kids, they're kids. Mm -hmm. So it's very, it's, it's very good use of Sundaris. The Sundari tropes, yeah. yeah. And it's a case of both males and females being Sundaris. Because mm-hmm. I feel like this is one that is pretty heavily female. Yes, it is. It's um, maybe easier to write. Or, I don't know. I think, <laughs> I think it's easier for men to write women being as a as a. Sundere. Yeah. Because of this, like I said, idea of like, oh, they they secretly want me. Yeah, they tease you because they like you yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. The only example outside of um, Kaguya that we really found was, was Damien Desmond yeah. from Spike's family, uh, for who is um, a guy. Yeah. Because Damien, which is Anya's classmate, the mm-hmm. one that Anya's trying to 
become friends with to further this whole spy plot. Yeah. Um, Damien is someone who knows he's better than everybody. He has like little henchmen that just yeah. follow him around and tell him how great he is, right? And he outwardly like teases Anya a lot, mm-hmm. but he's starting to get some feelings for her. Yeah. So, um, but he, he gets really flustered and he usually just says something mean and then runs away. Yeah. If you don't know anything about Spike's family, (laughs) these are like literal children. These are children. These are like six years old. Yeah. They're in elementary school. Like they're, they're kids. So, so like it literally is the, like, I tease you because I like you. Yes. It's literally, I tease you because I like you. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, Tsundere. Yeah. Probably one of the more, most popular ones. Probably most popular among anime fans. Yes. Uh, next, though, is Yandere. The yandere. spicy one. Yes. <laughs> the spiciest one. While Yandere <laughs> is... Okay. Yeah. While Yandere... Sorry. While Tsundere is probably one of the most popular among um, anime fans, mm-hmm. this is probably one of the most least popular to be written. So, like, you don't really oh, the... see very many of them. Yes. Yandere's. Yandere's are a little hard to write. Yeah. So, what a Yandere is, is imagine a Dairy Dairy. Someone who is energetic, kind, caring, all that. Mm-hmm. But then they get crazy. So, they become obsessive. They become violent. They become overprotective mm-hmm. of the person who they have feelings towards. It's this idea of... Um, only I can have you. Only I can look at you. Yeah. I'd kill for you. I would kill you because no one else can have you. Yeah. Once again, these characters are kind of hard to write. So They are really hard to write. Because so you I... don't see them a lot. Or you'll see maybe... We, our examples are honestly kind of light versions of what... The, the extent that a Yandere can go to. Right. I, I wrote down a couple of the like further extents of like... These are characters that will kill their love interest. Yes. So, but they're crazy. I mean, they're crazy. Yeah, they're all crazy. They're crazy. They're violent. Yeah. So, um, probably the most common one that I found was Misa Misa from Death Note. Yeah. So, while Misa Misa does not want to kill Light or Kira, Mm -hmm. she is willing to kill for them. And she um, is this kind of like psychotic in the sense that she gave away half of her lifespan twice for this guy like Mm -hmm. like she doesn't have any self-preservation and is you know willing to go to those extremes well she was at one point willing to kill herself in order to not reveal any of kira's secrets yeah so in that sense she is she does fall under the yandere um you know she wasn't idle so at once upon time she was seen as like this more um nice figure Mm -hmm. and then as the show goes on i mean it just declines right like or her her psyche declines talk about poster childs for yandere though uh you know from future diary Mm -hmm. is like whenever you look up yandere she's like the first picture that comes up Mm -hmm. because she is like textbook like insane of like oh i love the main character so much i would kill for him i would kill him for me because he's the i'm the only one that can have him and she's like sadistic and crazy and that is like i yeah (laughs) okay yeah she yeah Yeah. 
this this um trope can get pretty is pretty dark it's it pretty, is it is the yeah. whole premise is a lot of the times the a lot of the times they're used in like action shows mm-hmm. um because of this like i would kill i would kill for you yeah i, I would mean, murder now that i think about it it uh um, um, um death note is an action show but killing is a lot a part of it's, it. It's a big part of death yeah. note, yeah. Um, the next one I wrote down was Yuri from Spike's Family. Probably a, a more recent example. Yeah. Because Yuri, which is yours brother, is like crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, and he does he does not show it. Is the is the other like really crazy part, or at least he shows he. He doesn't show it, as severely as he is thinking it yeah. internally. Um, Yuri is so loving, so caring towards Yor, that he would kill anybody who dared look at her. Yeah. Like, not even look at her funny. Just look at her. Yeah, it's very obsessive. It's she, He is obsessed with his sister. Um, so, of course, like, big tensions between him and Lloyd, right? I mean, yeah. for many reasons, but, like... Yeah. <laughs> there, are, there are many reasons for there to be tension between them. But the only one that Yuri is really aware of is just the fact that this is his sister's husband. Yeah. And he hates that. Yeah. He just hates that for no really good reason. And he's, like, determined to find a reason. Yeah. So, definitely a Yandere character. Um, one character, so two characters that I have is Nadako from the Monogatari series. Um, she went into that state of like, well, I guess I'll kill you because like, you'll never love me. And it's just more of the like extremes Mm -hmm. of it. Um, and then... I also have Homura from Madoka Magica. So something interesting about this is that Homura was n- goes through three, actually three different um, care or dares in the show, mm-hmm. um, but she doesn't become a yandere until the sequel movie. So in the sequel movie, she like at the very end she has this moment of. Well, if I can't have you, no one can. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to, like, completely self-sacrifice to do that. I'll destroy everything to capture you and keep you in, like, my own little bubble. Mm-hmm. And so it's very, like, breaking point, Yandere. Again, these are really hard characters to write. And I think it's really hard because you have to keep it up. So, like, you either do it at, like, the very end to where it's a character is only a yandere for a short amount of time. Or you do it, um, you have to do it in short increments or it starts to get, like, a little silly. Yes. Um, The only yandere where I can think of... Think of it being like that, and but the silliness kind of being the point is in Komi, the one character yeah. that I am forgetting uh, the name Yamai? of. I don't. I forgot I'm pretty her sure name. That's her name. But she, her whole point is that she's a yandere, and it's for comedy. Yeah. Um. And that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. It. 
It's silly. Yeah, it yeah. gets silly after a while. Um, we wrote down Higurashi because in Higurashi, yeah. everybody's a yandere. Yeah, at some point, everybody wants to kill the main insane. character. Yeah. Um, but that's just kind of the point of Higurashi. If you don't know anything about it, there's time loops, and in every time loop, a character want a different character wants to kill the main character. Yeah. Essentially, so. Pretty much. That's just that, and then I. For me, whenever I think of Yandere, I think of that game, that the Yandere Simulator, which mm-hmm. was really popular years ago. Yeah. And I don't know if anybody out there remembers it, but because it it went through like a lot of just like beta. It's still being updated. I'm about to say. Or it's, I don't know if it's had an update I'm, recently. I'm not sure. But its status of being complete, but along of. What feels like a long time ago, years ago. It is has been a long time, it's and that's been like a, long a whole time, hasn't name. It? Yeah, yeah, where there's this game called Yandere Simul- Simulator where you play as a, a Japanese high school girl who is obsessed with a boy, and the whole point of the game is to kill every other female student or student. I don't even remember. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to kill everybody in the school without him noticing that it's you. Yeah. So that like he doesn't think that you're crazy, but you're murdered. But and then the whole point of the game, like I said, it's a simulator game. So they give you a lot of ways to kill people. It's silly. It's outrageous. You have to like change your outfits a bunch of times because you'll get bloody. Like the whole yeah. it's it's supposed to be a, a comical game. But to me, like that's like the example that I think of whenever I think of like how do you describe Yandere? It's just yeah, one who wants to literally kill everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, anyway, moving on though. We have the Dondere, which is the shy, quiet, asocial slash antisocial mm-hmm. character. Yeah, I mean, they're just the shy one. They're you the know, shy one. I actually feel like this character is going out of style. Or out, it's going out. Because we mm-hmm. really couldn't find very many recent examples of these. Yeah, so, I mean, just going right into the example, the, yeah. the big, most recent one is Komi. Yeah, Komi. From Komi Can't Communicate, literally in the name. She is so shy. She's so, she literally doesn't say anything because yeah. she's quiet. Um, and she has trouble making friends, which makes her more like the asocial type. Right. But she, and she's also trying to overcome all that shyness and quietness in confessing her feelings to, mm-hmm. to Donna. Right. right. But, okay, sorry. We didn't write this down, but Aharon is technically oh, a Dondari yeah. I was trying well. to remember. Uh, I was trying to remember as, as far as which, like, you know how we watch those two shows that are like exactly <laughs> the same? I was yeah. trying to remember the name of it. Yeah. Um, but Aharon was the other recent one that I could think of where she is a quiet character who doesn't say much and is pretty asocial. I mean, she has yeah. friends and like, like she does talk. But she's awkward yeah. and shy. So. And so is the male character. And so is the male character, yeah. yeah. Which is really interesting, because it's a, another one of those shows that puts the same dares together, together and makes a really unique experience. Yes, yes. Um, and then we have Hinata, which I feel like is like the poster child for the Don Dairy Yeah. from Naruto. I'm not. A, I didn't finish Naruto, mm-hmm. but I do know who Hinata is, who or Hinata is, and I know that 
she's yeah especially in the first season <laughs> um she had like no character mm-hmm. except that she was just shy, shy and quiet. yeah like and that was her character people like that though people they, did like yeah. that yeah and then the other one we could think of was Krona. Yeah, which I think is from, a... From Soul Eater. Yeah, which is an interesting character mm-hmm. because, like... So, while um, well, most characters are like, ooh, I'm socially awkward, like, mm-hmm. I'm shy, Krona is like, I have anxiety. Yes, do like... not talk to me. <laughs> no, Krona, I feel like... So, Komi, Hinata, Aharin, they're quiet, Yeah. right? Krona is not quiet. Yeah. Krona is shy, but very loud about it. Mm-hmm. Which is like a fun, kind of, just a fun play on the Dondere yeah. um, trope. And I think made for, I mean, it makes for a really interesting character. Because mm-hmm. cause there's so much like, do not talk to me. Like, yeah. very vocally, like, I am not okay right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, okay, and then the last one that we wanted to talk about was the Kudere. Yes. Which is a character who is stoic, um, emotionless. So kind of hiding. We put like hiding true true feelings, but very yes. straight faced. So very straight faced. The one thing about this is that um, this I actually think in the inverse is getting more popular. Mm-hmm. Um, but a, like. Especially in like the 2000s, 2000s, yeah, in the 2000s, if you had a robot character, especially a female robot character, it was going to be this. It was going to be like, scary, yeah. Like uh, the thing that I, for the character I first think of with this, and this is actually why I think there's two different like ideas when you think of the um, Kudere, mm-hmm. right? Um, which is the stoic character and the emotionless character. I feel mm-hmm. like those are kind of two, can mm-hmm. be two separate things. Because, mm-hmm. like, Chi from Chobits, she is a robot. Um, she is pretty much emotionless. Like, she, I'm pretty sure she gets, like, happy sometimes. She's a robot. She doesn't really, like, process emotions. Mm-hmm. While, on the other hand, you have, like, Itachi, which is inc- from Naruto, who is incredibly stoic. Like, he doesn't let emotions affect him. Right. Which I yes. feel like are two separate things. Right, because I think whenever you're stoic, you're maybe perceived as more of a, of a heroic character. Mm-hmm. Essentially, someone who um, you can admire. Yeah. I guess. like Or um, maybe a, someone that other characters look up to. Mm-hmm. Whereas being emotionless doesn't really have that same effect. Right. Um, another character, uh, once again from Oran High School, Takashi, who is literally introduced as being the the strong silent type. Yeah. Right? Um, Takashi barely speaks. Mm. And he is just there to, I mean, kind of look menacing, but like... Yeah. He's stoic. Yeah. He's, he's cool. He doesn't show emotion very often. Or whenever he does show it, it's like... Not the most drastic thing, right. I guess. Um, yeah. And then we have Ray from Neon Genesis, which was Asuka's counterpart. Right. So <laughs> while Asuka was like very high emotion, Ray was the opposite of that no with emotion. no emotion. Yeah. So she was very aloof. Mm-hmm. Um, 
there was like emotions didn't affect her and she didn't respond with any emotion mm-hmm. she's like the most extreme case of kudere right and there are also shows that like obviously there are some shows that are like made to have one of each of these characters a lot of the times romance anime um Mm -hmm. will have like one character of each of these like archetypes like quintuplets had it um basically any generic romance anime will have it even um on the flip side of that like reverse harem like oran yes basically has that as well where each character um and i do want to say that kind of a lot of these you can have a mixture of these you can have a mixture of of these as well like you can have characters that are a mixture of these like for example um the primordial waifu of Lum. <laughs> whenever you, whenever Yatsura. we, from Ursay Yatsura, Ursay yes. Yatsura, yes. um, whenever we were looking this up, Lum came out for like every archetype. Yes, of the, <laughs> of the five of these, she was on three of these lists. Yeah. And uh, yeah, because she is Dondari, energetic, kind, caring. She is a mm-hmm. caring person. Um, Sundari, she can be very cold, as we know, she can yeah. be very pouty. And then Yandere, obviously, yeah, she, she attacks him. She attacks him, and she attack, and she gets really upset whenever. I'm um, sure, but she also gets upset whenever people try to try to attack him. Yeah. So. So, there, you know, there are characters can be multiple. Yes. There is, mm-hmm. um, like her, and I wonder if like, she had any influence, and like, ooh, I like this part of her i'm going to make a character that's just like this mm-hmm. or this part of her you know things probably like that. yeah mm-hmm. i mean i know she's a very influential character right um but yeah i think that is it for this episode yep. i hope you guys enjoyed learning a little bit about different character types different dairies with mm-hmm. us so thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the kunichi hop podcast i'm natalie and i'm jared And yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Yeehaw. Yeehaw.